Roan Mountain Radio, Episode 74. Welcome to Roan Mountain Radio. I'm Ken Turner. This is a podcast about Roan Mountain, the jewel of the Southern Appalachian Mountains, always located on the border of North Carolina and Tennessee. Coming up, we'll have a conversation with one of our favorite rangers from Roan Mountain State Park, Ranger Meg Guy. She will be leading an exciting hike on Saturday, April 29th at the Friends of Roan Mountain Spring Naturalist Rally. Now, the rally runs from Friday night, April 28th through Sunday, April the 30th. You can join us for any or all, and we'd love to see you on the mountain. Information is available at friendsofroanemtn.org or links at the Roan Mountain Radio episode 74. Information, the brochure, the registration information is available for download. Check out all of the hikes, the speakers, the presentations, a bunch of activities going on, a lot of it at the same time, so you'll really need to pay attention to the schedule for this. You can also register and pay online. That's something new that we've added to the Friends of Roan Mountain website. Scroll down and click the link to register online. This should speed up the process, and if you haven't registered online, you can still come to the rally. You can, we'll take registrations at the door Friday night or Saturday morning, or Saturday night for that matter. But you don't want to miss any of it, so come early and stay late. A couple of more housekeeping things. The meal deadline is April 25th, the Tuesday before the rally. If you want to have your meal catered at the rally, get your meal reservation in. If you'd rather bring a sandwich or a bucket of chicken, we'd still love to have you come on and join us in the big conference center at Roan Mountain State Park. Also, the Southern Appalachian Highlands Conservancy has a April 22nd, the Saturday before the rally, the garlic mustard pull. Now, if you're unfamiliar with that, garlic mustard is a it is an invasive weed that sprouts up here and there on Roan Mountain. And the problem is it pushes out some of the native wildflowers. And if you heard Sam Drogi last podcast, you push out some of the native wildflowers. You also push out some of the native bees. And it's just a growing problem, but we can tackle it. The garlic mustard is easy to pull, and this time of year, it's easy to identify. You don't need climbing ropes or helmets or anything. Just bring the family in a picnic for Saturday lunch, and come on out and join us for the garlic mustard pull on Roan Mountain, April the 22nd. All right, that's it. Let's get to our conversation with Meg Guy. She is a delightful ranger and a knowledgeable naturalist, so this nature hike bingo is the title of her hike it's a new one to me so i needed to know more about it and i'm excited to see this as being offered expect to see it offered again in a kids rally near you so here's meg i hope you enjoy it hi ken hey how's meg today oh i'm okay how are you doing i was excited to read the schedule for the spring rally and saw nature hike bingo yeah. That is new to me, so tell me a, oh. l- a little bit about what that is and what are my age groups. It's probably more fun for, you know, older kids like, I don't know, 9 and up, 10 and up or so. Oh, good. Okay. Yeah. But, you know, middle school age is probably my, my main audience here. 
We've done it before. It's a program that I do sometimes. I just put it on the program schedule, so not necessarily just for the rally. Right. But it's just a game that we play. Like, I make some laminated bingo cards. Okay. And I may not make laminated ones for this. I may just make paper ones and they can keep them. But sometimes I reuse them, so I laminate them and I give them dry erase markers. Okay. And what I've done is, like, in the squares is I've put names of some trees or plants or, you know, something that we're going to see on the hike. It's basically a way to get kids to pay attention to a nature hike because they're competing with one another. So they have to listen to what I'm saying and what I'm pointing out. And then when they've learned about, say, sourwood, they're like, oh, that's on my bingo card. And they can mark it off with their marker, you know, the first person to get all the way across in any direction can yell bingo and i usually hand out a sticker or something and you know we keep going until the next person bingos and so it just gets them to pay more attention than it's like you know blah 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 the rangers talking about plants who cares you know it, it makes it a game for them so that it kind of makes the learning aspect a little more fun for them right okay yeah. well what a cool idea i really like that I'm excited for you to... It's not... I can't take credit for the idea. I actually stole the idea from a, a friend of mine who... And actually, she... It's not her original idea either. I don't know where she got it. She was a ranger out in West Tennessee. Now she's at Big Ridge State Park, but she's the one that told me about it, so I didn't come up with it. Well, it will spread quickly, I bet. Yeah, it's pretty fun. It's a good idea. So now this... I guess we're talking multiple games of bingo then. Well... It's a pretty big card. I think I have about 20 squares, and they're all jumbled oh, up. Like okay. Nobody has the exact same card. So, I mean, we may talk about some things that will be on some people's cards and not on the others. Well, they'll really have to pay attention then. Yeah, and I, I'm probably going to do it on the Peg Leg Trail. That's where I usually do it. I've done it on Tom Gray before, but Peg Leg just has such a wide diversity of plants. I mean, just so many different stuff that you see out there. Right. The, and, it's, and it's short. You know, it's not a long hike and not a difficult hike. Right. I mean, sometimes you can get pretty close to the end of the hike and and the kids are like they know they only need one square and so they're like where's the show yorkin where's the you know they start asking like where is that it is that it so you know because they're they're trying to get that bingo in i can't think of a better way to get them to ask questions like that well i don't know if they're they're actually asking questions about what the plan is they're just waiting to hear the name <laughs> they're just waiting to hear hear you say it so they can mark it off what, and yeah. i have in the past i haven't made my bingo cards for the rally yet but i have in the past given like a, a free square and the free square is like something like good habitat or wildlife and i tell them i'm like you can check your free square when you tell me that you've seen this so they have to look for something and be like, oh, this is good habitat. And I have to be like, why? And they have to tell me why. And then I'm like, okay, you can mark that square. Or be like, did you see some wildlife? And, of course, they're like, no, because they're looking for bears and <laughs> turkeys and stuff. But I'm like, well, what kind of wildlife do you think we might see? You know, if we scare all the bears away, what else might be out here? And started thinking about birds and insects and butterflies and that sort of things that they probably will see. And the, But then they have to start looking for it. And then when they see it, they have to tell me and show me so they can mark their square. I don't know if I'm going to do that this time or not, but I have done that before. I think that's an awesome idea. Yeah. That, that really ups the game a little bit, I think. Yeah, well, it makes them start looking on their own instead of just waiting for me to say the words. Right. Even if they're just reading the words saying, where's the, the wildflower, it implants a little seed somewhere. Mm-hmm. That they'll, yeah. they could register, oh, I heard that. That was on my bingo card. Yeah. 
That is a cool idea. And parents idea. get into it too. I mean, I, I've had I have had parents let the kids win before. <laughs> like, we'll get to the end and they'll show me their cards and it's like completely full and they're like, <laughs> yeah, but we didn't we didn't want to bingo and take it away from the kids. And I'm like, well, thanks. Well, yes, I appreciate that too. That's a good idea. Yeah, you could even have an adult. I mean, a, a advanced version, I guess, of a card. Yeah, you could. And the, I mean, the thing is, is I can pretty much use the same cards. For adults and kids, I guess if I had really little kids, I could, you know, I'd have to make it a little bit easier. Yeah. But for the most part, you know, you're going to come across the same plants, whether you're with adults or kids. And it just depends on how I talk about it, I guess, would be different on, depending on who I had. But the name is still the same. The square could still be the same. I might just go a little more in-depth about talking about it if it was just adults. Yeah, put it in Latin or something. <laughs> yeah, give the scientific name. Oh, what a great idea. I like the idea of the bingo cards where they can take home or Mm -hmm. sheet so they can continue the game at home or fill it out themselves when they do get them all. Mm -hmm. I like that. There's a a program online, uh, a couple, lots of different programs, actually, just free websites you go to, and you can just type in the words that you want to have jumbled up and you can type in you know a hundred words and then you'll it'll generate you can tell how many cards you want and it'll just randomly generate a selection of cards with however many squares like five by five so 25 squares or four by five or whatever and it just does it for you and then i just print them out here and use the paper slicer to cut them into squares and and like i said i've got some laminated copies because sometimes we use them with dry erase markers and we just i can i can reuse them as long as those you know things are still out there oh that's right you'd have to up it for the season wouldn't you yeah because it changes but what i'll probably do this time is i'll probably just i'll just hike out a few days ahead of time see what's out there make a list come back and punch it into the computer to make the cards and then just give it to them just regular paper and then it's just theirs to keep so they can do what they want with it so we've got the nature hike bingo and the ages nine plus and gosh i'm trying to think if there would be a way to include smaller you know just visually oriented like a flower a bug a for the real young, like junior. Uh, oh, that's hikers. true. Hmm. They don't have I'm to not. name, you know, instead of a 10 by 10 card, it would be a 3 by 3 or. Right, and they can work down. with their parents or. Yeah. Like their parents could help them. So they would be more visual than uh, reading. Okay. Just an idea. I'm thinking well, ahead. It's, <laughs> it, no, it's, it's not a bad idea. Um, do you think there'll be a lot of really little kids? I never know, but I I hate for them to be. I could make maybe four or five, like junior version, just and have them just in case they showed up. Yeah, just an ant, a grasshopper, because I really want to float this to the XRA people and get them at least notified about it. It's simple. It's easy to do, Um, and uh, and you can. I mean. You have total control over your cards. I mean, you can put whatever you want on there. So it, I, I usually just do it about plants and trees because that's what I know the most about to talk about. Right. But, I mean, you could do it about all kinds of stuff. I mean, whatever you, you – just go on a hike and whatever you want to talk about on your hike, just be like, make, make a bingo card out of it. So, I mean, it can be – and it, you could make it more interactive for them too. Like, you know, instead of just one free space where they have to tell you, I mean, you could make several things where they had to tell you. All right. Okay. So, like, just like if you just put concepts in the squares, and then they had to articulate to you when you've come across what 
is an example of this concept like the good habitat or food source for winter foragers or, you know, whatever. Okay. I usually just put specific plant names on there and then talk about them as we get to them. What a really neat idea. But it does require you to do a little homework in that you've got to go out and see what is blooming, what's... Oh, yeah. Since I mostly just do trees and plant, it's not hard. I mean, your rhododendron's always going to be there, and I've got plenty to talk about with that, and holly and hemlock and dogwood. I mean, there's always plenty of things that I can talk about that's always going to be there. But sometimes, like, there's going to be some blooming things that people are going to ask about, you know, so you want it to be on your card because they're going to ask you anyway, so you're going to want to talk about it, so it might as well be on the card. Great idea. You can put as many words... I think it's as many. I mean, I've never had any trouble with it cutting me off. I mean, you can put as many terms as you want into the list. Uh And then... And then you specify how many squares are, is it going to be? It's going to be a 25 square card, like five by five, or a 20 square card, or a 16 square card. And then it will just automatically populate and like randomly jumble so no two cards are alike. And no no one card is going to have every single term that you put in there on Okay, there. okay. If right. you put enough in there, I guess you could make it easier where you only put in 16 terms and you only make a 16 square card, and that way everybody has the same terms. But that means means everybody bingos at the same time. Well, they wouldn't bingo at the same time, but they'd bingo a lot quicker. Yeah. And it's interesting because then the, if, if they don't have exactly the same cards, then they're looking at each other's cards like, do you have that? Do you have that? Like, I didn't have that. Did you have that? And so they're still paying attention even if it's not on their card. Okay. Okay. So if you're talking about the rhododendron, but it's not on my bingo card, then Right. Hey, look, you've got a rhododendron. Yeah, but if he's in competition with, like, his brothers <laughs> right there next to him, and he's like, oh, no, you've got that, you know. <laughs> I, I've got that before. Like, oh, uh, don't say that. <laughs> the one kid will be like, don't say it, don't say it. So, <laughs> so you referee this then. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, it's fun. It's good. Gosh, Meg, that's an awesome idea. I like that. I can't wait to see that hike. I'm probably going to have to monitor that hike myself then. Sure. I'll give you I'll give you a bingo card. <laughs> Fantastic. Cuz I'm I'm looking forward to the rally knowing that you're going to be there with this new idea for a hike. I'm I'm just really excited about it. Cool. Well, Meg, I appreciate it. I will look forward to seeing you up there on the mountain. That'll be great. We'll see you then. Well, I hope you enjoyed the conversation with Ranger Meg Guy and learning about nature hike bingo. I think that's an excellent idea for getting kids out in the woods. I'm excited to learn about it. And yeah, you can expect to see that coming to a kids rally near you in the very short future. Okay, I look forward to seeing you on the hike at the Spring Naturalist Rally. That's April 28th, 29th, and 30th. That's it for this edition of Roan Mountain Radio. I'm Ken Turner. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you on the mountain.